Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. It is as my friend Mark, who's with me, with me here today for England is Burning on a Sunday. It's a lazy Sunday. It's not lazy for me. I, I'm still doing these podcasts. It's the 5th of September in the USA. It's the day before Labor Day. It's Labor Day weekend, the official or unofficial end of summer uh, in the US. And uh, already I'm getting pollen warnings, which doesn't make any bit of sense. But here we are. This is your Manchester United weekly, uh, weekly feature. We have Mark from the Manchester United Women's Supporters Club. Uh, the new branding there. Hi, Mark. Hi, Keith. With us again. Uh, we haven't been able to change the uh, the uh, backgrounds yet. My 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 designer. He says uh, he said that today would be the day. Sunday you would have the new ones in place, but we don't have them as of yet. But I'm sure, Mark, you will not mind. No. <laughs> so we're, we're still, even though we are the SC now, we are the supporters club. That we still are the Barmy Army. We, yeah, we, still. We, and, uh, you will always be. Yeah, we got a shout out on Friday night on the TV as the Barmy Army. So yeah. it's going to take time. It's fine. Yeah, it's going to take time. I mean, yeah. every any type of change is going to take some some definite time to really uh, get that sorted out. So, but how how are you doing? How are you holding up? Yeah, no, I'm good. My voice is is just about recovered. Um, okay, Friday night, but yeah, okay, no, good, good. Friday Friday night was good. Lazy day yesterday, lazy day today, and then net building up to next weekend where I've got two games in two days. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I don't know how my voice will be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, week. I mean, I guess y'all can do like the whole lemon tea thing, and you know, or something. I don't know what you do. <laughs> you, you see, lemon tea sounds good, but when you go to games, it's usually a beer after another beer. After then, another one, uh, yeah. No, I'm usually, <laughs> two, I usually go for two. Then I go to the soft drinks because I feel a bit better that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm I'm fine. We just had a really nice lazy weekend. Excellent. Watched a, watched a lot of the football that's been on yeah. the TV and, and the Solheim Cup as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I mean, uh, to use a uh, use a UK type of phrase, but I, it, that's a proper weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Football, <laughs> just a proper weekend. Football rest TV. Done. Right, and right, and a takeaway um, as well to to boot as well. So it's it's a, yeah, we're doing a, we're doing a proper oh that's weekend. That's definitely proper, no yeah. doubt, no doubt, Mark, no doubt. So let's get to it. So yeah. um, it, it's always good to you know meet up with all my peoples after good good games, right? Yeah. Uh, so we on Friday evening at uh, Lee Sports Village, uh, Manchester United did win. Uh, two to nil against Reading, uh, and it was a very very interesting game. Of course, it was the opening of the entire WSL season. Uh, if I'm correct, this this was the first match on Sky Sports. Yeah, uh, you know, which was part of the new TV deal that we spent a lot, spent a lot of time during the spring, you know, winter, spring talking about, uh, yeah. and that was a huge deal, uh, you know, for the league and to have Manchester United to be the, you know, the opening game out of the gate on Friday evening was pretty special. But what I wanted to ask you about is you were at Lee Sports Village personally as a yeah. season ticket holder and so forth for the first time for a women's match and for, you know, for, it seems like forever. What yeah. was that experience like? Um, it was both normal and also mm-hmm. abnormal at exactly the same time. Um, we we met up early. Most some of the SC we all met up early. There's where Lee's where Lee's ground is next door to the ground. There just so happens to be a pub, and you know it would be remiss of us if we didn't go to the pub 
before the game and we all met up just before the game we had some t- we, had, we all had a bit of eat to eat together and then uh, around six o'clock so about an hour and a quarter before the game uh deborah and a few of the others went off put the flags up um and we just kind of walked across it was it was kind of nice we all walked across together and it was also very weird at the same time because for a lot of us it's the first time we've actually seen each other in 18 19 19 months face to face i mean we've seen each other on zoom and 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 skype and and teams and all of that just when we do a match watch along but actually all being together at a game it was like i said it was normal abnormal and abnormal at the same time but it was it was amazing how easy it was once we got into the ground itself and we took our we took our normal positions of where we stand at Lee, of, of how easy we just slipped straight back into the songs, having a laugh with each other, and actually just doing what I think we do best, it's just support the team. And actually, it was really, really good. And one of the tweets that we put out, there was 2,000, I think it was 2,200 people there, but actually, it sounded more like four thousand. It was, we were, mm-hmm. it was loud. And actually, for me, it was, it was the right way to start off the league season with a home game. I think an away game there wouldn't be as many of us, but a home game it, it was proper. It was great, and Sky's production was really good as well. But getting back into the ground, I think for a lot of people, um, it was great. For me, it was like I said, it was both abnormal and abnormal equally at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, it must have been a really emotional moment to, to, to you know, be able to kind of be back to normal and then try to kind of ease yourself way into it and then seeing people that you had not seen in person and, and over well over a year that you were very close to yeah. as a fellow supporters and fellow fans. And, and uh, yeah, I imagine it, would, it, it was an emotional moment there. And then, but then it was pretty nice to kind of ease yourself into the, the, dare I say, routine of being there and participating. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess I can say I'm, I'm one of the lucky few that I've mm-hmm. been to, to Old Trafford a few times since that we've been able to. I've also done, um, you know, I've been away to Gdansk to watch the, the, the Europa League final. So I'm kind of, I was kind of back into a, a kind of a normal footballing situation. But going back to Lee, because we are, we do have a lot of closeness, all of us, we we it was it was great to, it was just great to see everyone face to face without a screen in the way and um just enjoy being back at a game mm-hmm. because fan, you know Samat Busby said it and I, I, you know he said it football is nothing without fans and you can kind of tell over the last last season when the fans weren't in actually not just for United but for most teams over the pandemic the fans they need the fans. You know, if they're having a bad moment or if they score a goal, they want to celebrate with the fans. And I think for the team, for all teams, having all fans back, it lifts them up. And again, it was, it was, it was just great to see everyone. And you know, we're now, we, you know, since we've got home on Friday, on Saturday, and 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 today, we're talking already about what time we're going to leave next Sunday away to Leicester. So it's kind of we're back. You know, it's normal now. But the conversations are more normal. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, and you mentioned, you know, the crowd sounding like it was like 4,000 people as opposed to 2,200 people uh, there. And, and uh, you know, I, I kind of note that because I just was happening to listen to, was listening to a, I guess it was a WSL preview podcast from the UK the, uh, the other day. Uh, I think it was yesterday at some point had to been, and uh, they were talking, they were at LSV um and you know doing the recording and you could hear the fans this was prior to the match starting you could hear the crowd in the background getting excited getting stirred up and and they were making note of it like yeah they're getting ready for this match and everything else so it was really huge uh really huge deal so as you get to the match itself um and so forth i don't know mark are you still participating in that kind of lineup fantasy yes. lineup thing no, with no, that no. with so in so and you i think you mentioned in the previous episode that you were like you're more real you think you had an idea what you would put in the starting 11 no, um, but let's talk about who ended up in the starting 11 so obviously in in the goal uh it was obviously was gonna be mary in the goal yeah. uh that was pretty obvious but then you had a back line of and then this was a, another obvious was a battle in the back line with then you have the center back pairing of Alfie Mannon and uh, Thoris Tier, and then at right at right um, Blundell, and then in mid uh, or you know sort of the, the defensive mid, uh, Balarisa and uh, Kitty Zalem. Okay, and then up front, you know Galton, Staniforth. And then Hansen, and then up front in the center field, center not center field, center forward position, Ella Toon. So, how did you do? I got ten out of eleven. Oh shoot! <laughs> Who did you miss? Well, so, who did so you miss? Millie. Oh Millie. yes, yes, Millie. Millie, Millie that, so so it was kind. Of, one of the things that. You know, I'll get onto talking to when we when we talk about the game. Is that Mark mm-hmm. he, Mark Skinner is a manager? He's not afraid to change, and I think mm-hmm. under Casey, and, I, and I'm not going to, you know, I've never bad mouthed Casey, and I'm, I'm not going to start now. Under Casey, I think she was very rigid with what she wanted as a defence. Whereas with Mark Skinner, you can see there's 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 um, he, he he's happy to change. So for Millie, I mean, what we don't know is if Millie's got a small niggly injury. What we don't know is that. Uh, but Friday night was the first league game that Millie hasn't started since the United team was reformed back in 2018. So when we do the league lineup, most of us automatically just go, Millie's in, Millie's in. Millie was the ever-present, as long with Mary Earps. But yeah, 10 out of 11, I mean, I'm not going to complain. Millie was the, the, the one, but everyone else got ticked. So I was ha- quite happy. I'm yeah, I was... the league right now, so I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. So, um, yeah, I was quite surprised not to see her in the lineup. Uh, but the thing that I've been hearing, from not only just from yourself, but from other people around Mark Skinner, was that, you know, he's definitely pretty energetic. Um, it doesn't, doesn't it is looking like trying to figure out like, okay, what's going to be my best 11? What's going to be my best? strategy what's going to be you know trying to figure all that out yeah. still but it's also very enthusiastic obviously new new situation and so forth i think i i had either heard or read in an article either through the the club that you know he was talking about like the the fans being like a red wave uh you know in the stands and just trying to kind of you know really kind of hook up with the fans you know there um but not 
Mark, you know, I mean, his what we know of him in the U.S. is that, yeah, definitely he's someone who likes to tinker. He does like to tinker and make some changes. He's not going to necessarily static, even if if everyone thinks it's not it was it, working, that he will find something that may not be working and then he'll try to tinker with it to try to make it work the more the way he wants. So 10 out of 11 definitely is not bad at all obviously but did your yeah. you have a guy who seems to be kind of a ringer who seems to get them all right did he get 10 or or did no did he... i was i was actually against shane i beat oh him yeah, yeah yeah you I, go head I, to head yeah i beat him 10 9 so nice hey. good start yeah great, great start. start to the season now just for me it just goes straight downhill from there <laughs> so what did you think of the lineup though when you saw you know millie's not there in the lineup you you, you have thoris tier and uh, the newcomer from City, Alfie Manon, there in the in the center back position, which was kind of unusual. Batil and usually battle in their usual spot. I mean, some definitely new faces. What did you What did you think of the lineup going into it? So uh, the lineup, obviously, once you kind of process that Millie's not starting, right? I mean, because that that's that's a huge huge thing for you know you know for Millie turn and not to be in the starting 11. Once you've processed that and you've kind of gone, all right, she might have a small injury. The team, I think, kind of picked itself in a way. Uh, when we when we played Rangers away in pre-season, uh, he played with Tooney as that false number nine. And he played um, Hannah Blundell. He, he played the rest of the team was pretty much um, the same starting 11. I think with the exception of um, I think Millian uh, Millian Efa started that game against Rangers that we were at. But the, once you saw the starting eleven, actually, you were it was quite a strong it was quite a strong eleven. And I, you know, one of the points I, I was talking about with people on Friday night before the game was how we're going to fit all of our midfielders into this team because we do have you know some you know, some quality midfielders, you know, we, you know, Hayley Ladd wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. she was on the bench, Jackie was on the bench. Um, and then you've got the likes of, you know, you've got Vilda Barisa, Katie Zellen, you've got all these midfielders and, and they're going to be vying for maybe two or three positions. And so you're going to upset someone. I think with Tooney up front, I, I'm not sure yet where people see her best position. Some mm-hmm. people see she say she's a, a number ten. Yeah. Some people say she's a, a better midfielder. Some people say she could be a better winger. So I think it's where we where we slot her in. Um, so uh, for, for me, uh, I was quite happy with that starting level. Once you like I said, once you process the the, the Millie not being in the game situation. Um, but other than that, I, I was quite happy with it. Yeah, I. The, my question that I had when I saw the lineup and I saw, you know, how they were lined up in a in a four two three one sort of formation, it was like, well, you know, I what uh, the question mark that I had was was Ella Tune up front. Uh, I mean, it was like that was a very interesting choice, but I probably I thought it was the best choice based on who was on the pitch, uh, and obviously it did turn out very very well. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the kind of how that kind of transformed from a tactical perspective as the game kind of 
uh, moved on. Uh, but I was, but my, the thing I kept saying to myself is who's going to score the goals, you know, for this team, because, you know, uh, yeah, I looked at the bench and was like, you're absolutely right. You got all these midfielders sitting there. Uh, I mean, you could just interchange, and, which is great. It's great to have that level of depth in midfield, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, because they say that if you dominate the midfield, then you, you really dominate the game. So to have a solid midfield is really, you know, is really very significant uh, to have. But again, again, you know, the question has been for a while, who's going to score the goals, but that's, I guess that's what, what uh, Mr. Skinner's job is to do, uh, just figure out who, who's going to yeah. be up front. But again, yeah, you know, the, the depth on our, the depth of our bench on Friday night, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it, you know, we actually stood and looked at it because we, where we were, we could see the, the players sat down. And actually, like I said, you, you had Sophie Bagley on the bench, uh, Katie, uh, Kirsty Smith on the bench. Um, you had Jackie, you had Haley, you had Leslie Russo, you had uh, Martha Thomas. You had we had two strikers, midfielders, defenders. We, we, the, the bench was the strongest I remember it for a couple of years. So yeah. it, it was it was it, it's going to be tough for Mark to 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 work out what his best eleven is. But I think on Friday night he was playing his best team against Reading. And I think that's probably what we will see. He might be tinkering with his team every now and again to and play the opposition instead of playing the league as a, as an as an example. Yeah, I, I would I certainly agree with that that uh synopsis as well. So it seemed to be in the first like 15 to 20 minutes that Reading really that was I think Reading's best moment was moments were in the first 20 minutes, I think yeah. they really tried to take it to United, uh, you know, on the break in the first minute, 15 to 20 minutes. What did you think? Yeah, no, I completely agree. For the first 20 minutes, I think Reading, uh, Reading were, were, were better than us. Mm-hmm. I think um, maybe you can say the, 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 the event got to both teams and it lifted Reading and, and I think United slowly... We're getting into the game. Um, the one thing that that I liked, and um, it's one of the things that I I do like, is is that um, Mark and his assistant they were on the touchline for the whole game, and they were they weren't you know they were encouraging the players, um, and actually the, he encouraged them. And for the first, like like we said, and I agree for the first fifteen twenty minutes, Reading were, were, were the better team. Our passing was. I suppose you could say um, a little bit off, um, but we got stronger, and and throughout the first half we got kept getting stronger and stronger, and then obviously we got the goal. But yeah, for the, like for the, I, I was actually worried for the first twenty minutes because Reading are our bogey team; we never do well against them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was quite happy, and then once we got into the game and and, and the passing started to get better, I was more confident. Did you see a point where that where that shift changed, where you know it, 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 that the the momentum changed, or did, did you see how it changed and what led to the change? Where then all of a sudden it's the, the United had grown into the match and then started really getting smoother in their in their operation. Yeah, I think there was there was you know I think during the first half I think I think it was like the thirtieth thirty fifth minute or so I mm-hmm. think Lucy Stan got a yellow card for it for for a tackle now people on the tv and were saying yeah. it was it was a bad tackle it it wasn't a bad tackle a, a foot was high but 
I don't think it was a bad tackle. And I think just before that, Mark just moved. I think he moved Lucy Staniforth further forward to be closer mm-hmm. to Tooney. And I think from that point, we started to to gather the momentum and pass the ball better because, you know, Katie Zellum, you know, Katie Zellum was passing the ball forward. And I, I think one of the things, and it, again, it's not a criticism of, of, of Casey, but it's something I've read on social media. And the more I've read it, the more actually I kind of gone, yeah, I can see that point. I think Mark Skinner, he will allow players to make a mistake with it, if they're making the mistake for the right reasons. So if they pass a ball forward and it doesn't get to where they're going, as long as they've tried to do what the game plan is, I don't think he'll be upset. Whereas I think under Casey and what people have said, and I, I kind of see this from, from their point of view, players were scared to make mistakes under Casey. And that's one of the things that you and I talked about most of last season is United tried to score the perfect goal, you know, from you know passing and passing and passing. I think with Mark Skinner, he's like, pass it. If you lose it, get the ball back and, and try again. And on Friday night, actually, we were taking shots from, from, from different angles. And you can kind of see that confidence on the players. So once we started to get our passing going, I didn't think Reading would be able to cope with that because we've got such good passes of the ball. But also the space that both Hannah Blundell had and Honor had, because they Reading were playing very very narrow, it, you know they they had acres of space, and I don't think they could cope with Honor down the left and Hannah down the right, and because you know, and then Tooney was pulling their their defenders and also their midfielders, mm-hmm. and, and as much as I don't personally like the false number nine player, that's what happened. That's what happened. And that's what happened. Yeah, and actually, the more they got into the game, United, and the more the passing started to to tick over and and get better, actually, you could see Reading going, who's marking Tooney? You look at at the first goal, for an example, with Tooney. She was in in between the two central defenders and the two midfielders, and the four of those players who looked at each other going, well, who's marking her? Is it me or you or what? And actually... I will give great credit to, to Tooney on, on, on her movement on Friday night. And like I said, the confidence grew mm-hmm. as we started getting the passing together. And once the passing started to get together, for me, I, I only saw one team winning that game. I just thought, yeah, it, it just seemed like to me as I was watching it from from here, that there was a point where it just seemed like the team kind of relaxed a little bit. And I yeah. mean, in a relaxed, not bad way. You know, relax, like, okay, let's get into this, but, but let's have fun. Let's do this. You know, it, it just, it just seemed like there was a point where, um, you know, it, they, I guess they were getting the feedback from the, the touchline to say, Hey, it's okay. Just keep working. You just keep doing yeah. this, uh, keep moving. And then, I mean, you know, so even though I had the, you know, initially I had the question about like, why is Ella Toon playing at a nine? But then when you saw what was what the actual tactic ended up being, and I'm like you, I don't like I'm not a fan of false nines, but you did see why you have a false nine because yeah. then they just roam and they yeah. roam into space where someone else is not going to be. And and with Redding, as you kind of pointed out with with Mark, kind of um, you know, 
kind of playing the tactic to the team that they are going against. I mean, Reading was very narrow, as you said. They would lined up in a five-three-two. Uh, so they basically their attempt was in the back, and is in the back was to just try to not give up space. But then when you throw a false nine in there, it's not in a fixed point you know, at a fixed target, then yeah, there was confusion. And once that confusion happened, but then there was also the freedom of movement. And and that was the complaint that, you know, and I think you make a brilliant point. It was a, that was a complaint that we had last year, which was, there was no, it didn't seem like there was a lot of freedom of movement where they, we were just trying to find the perfect pass and try to find the perfect shot and, and everything else. And, and that didn't happen in this game. Uh, they, they tried it down the wings for a while. And then they said, well, okay, let's do it differently. So for the fir- leading up to the first goal, it went straight up the middle. Yeah. You know, two, t- two touch passes from the midfield up, you know, one pass up the middle to Tune, then Tune to Hansen, goal. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I mean, yeah. and, and the, t- the, the, the pass was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. From Tune to Hansen, right exactly where that ball needed to be in order to push forward for that goal. And I mentioned it last week. Kirsty Hansen has had an absolutely brilliant preseason. She's mm-hmm. been brilliant. Um, and I, I I, think, again, I'm not going to, you know, you just look at the players the, when they came out before the game started. They all had a smile on their face. They looked like they all were happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, people can read that one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Either they can look at it and go, well, they're happy because the fans are back in and the season's about to start. Or they can, or the other way that some people have looked at it is they were the, the squad wasn't happy under the previous manager now or coach. Now you can look at that either way, but on, on, but the one point that has always come across since Mark Skinner has come in is the fact that it's the kind of place has been uplifted. The players are happy to do be there now, and I think. You know, we can criticise the signings that we've brought in to an extent, you know, because they're not Manchester mm-hmm. United. You know, some people would say they're not Manchester United quality or... Mm-hmm. But actually, on Friday night, Hannah Blundell, brilliant. Ethan Mannion, brilliant. Vilda Borisa, very good. Martha Thomas, when she came on, very good. And then, you know, so we've... It, the, the place just looks a happier place. It feels positive. And I think towards the back end of last season, and I know you mentioned it, towards the back end of last season's podcast, the players looked dejected. They looked down. They looked... They looked there was, the, the, there was, but actually now it's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And it showed in, in, in the performance for the goal and the way they celebrated it. You know, it was pass, 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 goal. Last season, that would never have happened. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely correct. That, because it was so much side to side. Yes. Side to side, around the box, side to side. And, 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 and One of the things that Mark Skinner said on his pre-game interview is, we're going to play direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for the first goal, you don't get much more direct than pass, 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 goal. Right, right. And that may have, and and that certainly seems to 
potentially unlock the potential of the players that were, you know, the players that were there, you know, someone yeah. like Kirsten Hansen and someone like Ella Toon. That's, I mean, I think that really is in their wheelhouse, it appears. But with, so United goes in the half 1-0. So things are looking positive. Things are going well. They have the momentum and so forth. But then when we saw in the second half, then it was like, okay, so they're going to line up in the back. And I mean, at that point, when when that first goal went in, I thought the game. I essentially kind of thought the game was over. I didn't think Reading was really going to come back. But we'll get to get to a key point later. But but then what we saw was those particularly battle and those wing backs, you know, start moving up because yeah. they were playing back. And we'd been watching it and watching it and watching battle go up and up forward, getting more forward, getting more forward, almost to the edge of the box, to the edge of the box, in the box. Yeah. I mean, so forth. And so it's pretty apropos that here we are in September, you know, she gets a stunning goal yeah. in yeah. the 54th minute, just outside the box. I think it was, I don't, I don't know if it was in the, just outside the box or right there, but it was a stunning goal yeah, right into the corner. It was. And her, um, and her performances, she deserved that goal over her performances. Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, she, exactly. I mean, we've watched her on telly because that's all we've done up until mm-hmm. Friday night. And on Friday night, she was actually better than she was on telly because mm-hmm. actually you, you on TV, you see what they want you to see. You don't see right. the whole game. On Friday night, you were right. wa- we were watching. And her movement is... Well, personally, I think she's. I think her movement is is right up there. She she's that good. But Hannah Blundell on the opposite side as well. She had the freedom of the of the right hand side of the pitch, mm-hmm. um, yep. and and they were they were overlapping and and everything else. But Honor's goal, it was you know the minute it went in, most of us got on our phones to watch it on the replay from the TV because we just wanted to see it again. Um, mm-hmm. And what a you know, some people dream about scoring an amazing goal for a club, but to score that is your first goal for the club. Mm-hmm. It's even better. The only problem now is she's got to do that every week now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's now she's done it once. She has to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but to unleash that, you know, yeah. on the WSL is like because yeah. I mean, everyone knew, everyone knows about her defensive capabilities. You know, um, you know, you know, on the wing there, yeah. as and uh, you know, everyone knows what her defensive capabilities are. And a match with Lundell on the other side was was a, was an excellent stroke uh, there. Yeah. But uh, you know, you add that component to her game to then be not only be someone who you know defensively is going to be solid in the back back four there, but yeah. also a threat you know, going forward because it's, you know, when you deal with teams like Reading or, or an Everton or teams that like to park the bus against other teams because they don't have the offensive power, power to match up with, then you need like numbers. You need to be, have someone in those positions and the right, you know, right back position, left back position, to be able to be threats also uh, to be able to outnumber that those in the box. And that's what you have if, if Ona then is consistent in that form. Um, so that was incredible. But so we get to that. So they're up to nothing. And, and, and in my head, it was like, all right, game over at this point, beautiful goal, some just great, you know, um, you know, great direct offense, uh, you know, all the things that, that, that we come to expect from United yeah. uh, as well. 
um, you know, going down the line. This, but there was a one sh- chance that Redding had, and I forget who it was, but there was a shot, hits the bar, goes straight down, and everyone on television, it seemed like that could have should have been a goal for Redding. But you yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, did it cross the line? Now, did, uh, when we saw it live, we obviously where we stand at Lee, we were, we we were on the we were further away from the goal, so we couldn't see whether it crossed the line. However, um, one of my, my brother-in-law who wasn't at the game, he sent me a screenshot of the ball on the from the TV replay. Mm-hmm. The ball to me, from the angle the TV camera was, looked as if it had crossed the line. Now, yes. mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it was the angle wasn't straight on behind the goal. It was kind of to an angle. Now, watching the the game again on a replay, which I have done, I still am not one hundred percent sure whether it crossed the line. The angle from the TV cameras definitely make out it has. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, it's the angle. It's mm-hmm. a shame that the the WSL doesn't have goal line technology because that would have completely and hundred percent proven yep. if it did or not. Um, if it did, I feel sorry for Reading in a way because it was a legitimate goal and it should have stood. But you can't. I don't think you can blame the players. I think it, it's down to, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you could probably do a whole show on on this, Keith, with, with et, or, et, or everyone from the supporters teams that you have on yep. about the way the women's game, what they should mm-hmm. have and what they shouldn't have. Yep. Um, but also the other factor that, again, the lines, the lines person who was in line with the last defender should have been able to see categorically whether it crossed or not. Yes. Um, and I agree. I agree with that. Um, they need to be in the position to do that. They need to be yeah. in the position to see that. And that's what their job is. Um, and so forth. But for those of you who are watching and listening who do not know the rule around the ball and the, in the line, the ball has to completely cross the line. No part of the ball can be on the line to be counted as a goal. The ball has to be completely over the line. And and if you've seen other matches where goal line technology has been in place, you've seen where shots where, you know, the ball is like a piece of it. Most of the ball is in the net, but piece of it's on the line. It's not counted. The ball has to completely from the angle that I saw on television, you know, Mark, it's not, it, you know, it's not a hundred percent one way or the other. So I got to trust the human beings who are on the line, who are um, saying it's cross the line or not. And it happened so fast uh, that, you know, I mean, I got to trust them, you know, that they made the right call. Yeah. And it's, it is a shame because I'm not going to say the game was ruined because of, of, of that goal, but it was a shame for Reading because a goal could have lifted them in a way, and I, you know, obviously, I'm a United fan, so in a way, I'm glad it didn't count. But right. in a way, in a way, I wish it would have counted because then you would have seen, like I said to you last week, you would have seen what United are actually made of if if they concede, because it's going to happen at some point. But right. The technology right. we know is available because they have they have it in the in the men's in the Premier League, and they have it in I think they have it in most major leagues. They have goal line technology. It's just not in the women's league yet, and I, I you know, I'm, personally, I hope it comes sooner. But 
in a way, I think it's going to come, you know, three, maybe four years down the line. The, you know, the, the problem with in the women's league is that most of the women's teams don't have a, their own ground. Correct. Chelsea and yes. the City, you know, are the only two. But this weekend, for an example, Everton played at Goodison Park. Mm-hmm. Tottenham played at the Tottenham Stadium. Mm-hmm. Arsenal played at the Emirates. They could have used the goal line technology there because it's built into their grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, it's not a fair advantage to anyone else's teams that don't have it. So it, it definitely needs to be worked upon. And it, it's definitely, I, I think the game needs to, to, to come up to date as it can with the men's game because the men's obviously got VAR, they've got the goal line technology, mm-hmm. they've got all these. I think the women's game, it, it's lacking that. And I think that's the na- next natural progression Mm-hmm. The women's yeah, game. It, I mean, and and it's a step by step. It's a step by step decision. I mean, even you know, Brighton today played at the Amex Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, in their match, you know, um, you know, which you know, and that was a game where that you had a handball decision against Aston Villa. You know, that led to a red card and a penalty shot. You know, and it it seemed obvious to me that it was, you know, a handball situation. Uh, but that would have been a potentially a situation where VAR would have stepped in. You had a, a situation uh, at the Emirates uh, earlier today uh, or Sunday as we're watching where, uh, you know, where, you know, it was, you know, we had an Arsenal player offside with where Beth Smead's goal, uh, you know, near the end, you know, near the, the second half of that match that could have been, you know, easily looked at. But the the thing of it is, the fact of the matter is at this point is there is no bar and there is no goal line technology yeah. and the lines people are making those calls and that's where we are. Um, and, you know, uh, and, but, and then there's going to be, but there's going to be a whole, there's going to be a segment of people that says, no, we need to keep the human element in play. People who yeah. cannot stand the goal to line technology and definitely cannot tolerate VAR. And then you have other people who's like, no, we got to get it right on the field for integrity sake. Absolutely. And you, you have those camps, you know, one way or the other. And it, then those camps yeah. kind of change depending on how their teams end up, yeah. uh, you know, on one side of a call yeah. or the other. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the refereeing standard in, in the WSL, and you know, I'm sure if you ask any of your other contributors who do the WSL, they'll tell you the official the the, the officials are most of them are very poor. Mm-hmm. The, the one example most United fans will always come back to was against Reading, uh, 2020, where mm-hmm. Casey Zellum got a handball for heading the ball away. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, you keep saying, you know, you need to keep the human element. In it. The, the referee needs to learn what's the head and what's the hand. I know it sounds <laughs> sounds extremely harsh, but the ref, the refereeing standard in the WSL, in my opinion, isn't great. And I, I you know, some of the, the 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 managers have said it. Some of the, the mm. players have said it. The, the, that's that's the next part for me. Get the refereeing standard better, then mm-hmm. get the. The, 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 the goal line technology, then you bring in VAR. You, like you said, you do it in a natural progression. But right now, you've got to get the refereeing standard right. And for me right now, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as I said before, many if you saw the tackle that Lucy Stan did, I think it was mm-hmm. in the 35th minute, a yep. lot of people were saying it's a red card. But it's down, yeah. to, inter- it's down to interpretation. Interpretation, for no. Yeah, for me, it, it, it's not. But the referee... On Friday night, she stood there for a good minute, minute and mm-hmm. a half, yep. and she didn't know what to do. She couldn't make her mind up. 
and it's it, you know we were in the stands we were like going it, it, it's a yellow you know it's, if it's a card it's a yellow it's not a red but you could see the 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 kind of hesitation because you didn't mm-hmm. know what to do and as a referee you know you've got to be you've got to go right that's it my decision end of right. get on with it and i just think this you know in the women's game the 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 refereeing like i said the, the, they don't make a, a, a decision mm-hmm. and if they do make a decision you know depending on, on which side you're on, the fans will either love it or hate it. But mm-hmm. as, as I just said, you know, Katie Zellum got given a handball. We gave a penalty away for heading the ball away with a head. She didn't touch it with a hand, but the referee said, oh no, it touched a hand. And if you look at the still picture of it, her hands are down there. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, it, it's just doing the basics. But um, as for the Reading thing on, on Friday night, the the, the 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 people in charge should have made that decision, and mm-hmm. it, you know from the angles that we, you know we've both seen on TV, you can't make a complete judgment one hundred percent right. And and I think you're right when you say also that that it could have changed the whole fabric context yeah. of the game, and we would have seen like okay now we have to now defend a one goal lead with you know 25 minutes left uh you know how we're gonna how we're gonna manage that but then you know the thing that impressed me though is that when you can throw out martha thomas and jackie gronin and elisa russo in as subs yeah uh you know in the you know in the 66th minute and the 75th minute respectively you know you're in a good spot um you know and and that's you know that's where you know the depth is and 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 i think that might actually be a theme for the entire season uh because in my mind mark the difference between the top three teams in the wsl and the rest of the league is the depth of each of their teams Mm -hmm. with all of the multiple competitions that everyone is in now, I know United is not in the Champions League, but you have the situation at Arsenal and at Chelsea and at City where they're all in the Champions League right now as it stands. Um, you know, in multiple competitions, they have huge depth in their squads. The team that gets gets to be able to challenge for third, get fourth and so forth, also must have the same, close to the same type of depth. And the question mark going in, which this game may have answered unless we're overreacting is maybe there's more depth at Manchester United than we thought there was. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean the smile on my face when you mentioned, you know, we brought on Martha Thomas, Lessie mm-hmm. and, and Jackie. It was, you know, we were sat there. We were, sorry, we were stood there. We don't sit. <laughs> we, 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 we were stood there and we saw right. them warming up and we're like, Jackie's on the bench. Yes. Lessie's on the bench. Right. Martha Thomas is on the bench. And then not only that, he brings them all on when, when we're 2-0 up, mm-hmm. when most managers would bring on a defender mm-hmm. or bring on another midfielder to shore it up. He does the complete opposite, opposite. and brings yep. on two strikers and an attacking midfielder. Because, mm-hmm. and, and the other thing around it as well, and it, again, it was a criticism that most people threw out at Casey last season. And I don't like to criticise Casey because yeah, she's... But people did did criticise her substitutions a yeah, great deal. Yeah. Not <laughs> only did he bring on three attacking players, he changed the formation to suit. Yes. Which, under Casey, but not never happened. Happened, did not happen. You know, uh, it, you know, Martha Thomas went straight up front as a number nine. Lessie came on, Tooney dropped back, Lessie went to play as a number 10. Jackie mm-hmm. goes into the hole in between 
the midfield and the defence, and she's playing passes, you know, again, last season, you know, I was raving about Jackie and Honor, but the passing that came on, and actually, it, it was... It was an amazing thing to see because, you know, under, you know, he's bringing on these and we went direct. And and that's something that I've not seen since we were in the championship season, us playing a direct way, a direct Mm -hmm. line of football. There was none of this, get the ball, pass it back. When we had to pass back to to Mary, we did do. But other than that, it was forward, forward, forward. It was very little sideway passing for me, and it, mm-hmm. uh, it it was great to see. But bringing on three attacking me players when you two 0 up, it was it, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, and I, I don't and I don't know whether it was it was the the icing on the cake for mm-hmm. me. It was definitely mm-hmm. because you just saw the place lifted again. The fans went, <gasps> and we all lifted again. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. Yeah, and it, it's going to be really fun to cover United from the standpoint of, you know, you have the you know, have a new manager in place and he's going to be, I mean, when you've got managers that like to just switch up tactics and do stuff like that Mark did in the first match, yeah. it's, it's going to be really fun to analyze some of those things. And, you know, we have to be prepared. Let's not overreact here because I don't no. want this to be overreaction week here, but no. there's going to be times where Mark is going to make a mistake with that. Yeah, it's going. He's going to. He's going. You know, because that's what happens. That's the nature of football. I mean, you know, where he's going to make some subs. He's going to take a risk. But I think you know the way folks are at this point. I think from what you're saying, Mark, the fans would rather see this guy take risk and fail than not take risk and also fail. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's it's one of those. You know, he said. We said last week. What would what would you want? As a, a, to happen in this game, and I said, "Look, I'll take a point, but I prefer three. And actually, the 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 way we played on Friday night, uh, you know, it, it was brilliant. Is he going to make mistakes? Yeah. Are we going to lose? Hey, yes. it, it, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. We, we, you know. But the one thing that he's done in his first game, in his first WSL game, is he's beaten our bogey team. Now, Casey's also beaten Reading. Let's not. You know, let's not right. say we've right. never beaten them before. Right. Casey's also beaten them, but Mark Skinner beat them in a in a in a different uh, in a different way of playing. You know, of United playing under under Casey, it was we start from the back, we build from the back, and we go forward. With Mark Skinner, it was we're going to play from you know we're going to play out from the back, and everyone's going to get a touch of the ball, but we're going to go direct when we have to. And yeah, you know, next weekend. We've got Leicester. Mm-hmm. You know they've they lost their first game in the WSL, so they're gonna and it's their first home game, and they're gonna have mm-hmm. you know they're playing at the King Power, so they're gonna have right. a bumper crowd, and we're gonna be in a little corner. But you know, we've won our first game. They've lost their first game, so the momentum in, in essence is with us. Will you know? But going back to the, will he make mistakes? Everyone will make mistakes, and and one of the points that you and I I made is. These people are also human beings. Human beings make a mistake, mm-hmm. so he will get something wrong. But I would rather I would rather see a manager make a mistake trying to win the game, yes, than make a mistake trying not to lose the game. 
Absolutely. And, and I think there's a, that's the difference between last year, maybe, maybe, again, I don't want to overreact. I don't want to, you know, try to overgeneralize, but that, that's the difference between certain managers and over other, other managers where, you, where you're going to take a risk in order to win, win the game because we know, uh, and I think, you know, we know nowadays in football, you, you can't, you're not going to succeed in today's game playing not to lose. Yeah, you may have been able to pull that off several years ago. Okay, yeah. when Jose was doing his thing uh, and so forth back when he was, you know, coaching Chelsea. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't happen. It's too forward of a game now. But we got to get to Leicester. We got to get yeah. to Leicester. And 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 y'all, I got it wrong. It was West Ham against Brighton, not Villa against Brighton. Villa played Leicester. Yesterday, Villa beat Leicester. Leicester actually went out to a one-nil lead uh, at you know at Villa Park, uh, and then in a, in the course of two minutes, that game completely changed around. It's probably what happens, um, you know, um, if we go against Villa these days because we don't know what to expect from them yeah. uh, with it with Miss um, Ward in place uh, there. But that was a complete turnaround. But I think you're absolutely right. Playing at King Power Stadium, their first WSL match at the King Power at home. It's, I mean, it's going to get ruckus because, I mean, Leicester's been building. And, uh, you know, of course, I, I laughed all weekend because I was like, yeah, if I rose up Leicester and I rose up Everton, I rose up Arsenal, and only Arsenal seemed to kind of come through. Um, but, um, but yeah, Leicester, so, you know, and also, you know, there's that bad taste in the mouth, I imagine, from the FA Cup match back in the spring, though I think it's a totally different context now but yeah. what do you think as we're, we're running up against the clock but what do you think we're going to see with Leicester from United and what do you think you're going to see from Leicester um, from United I think we're going to see the same I think he's going to mm-hmm. uh, for now I think unless there's any injuries I think the, the starting 11 will probably be the same probably okay I was going to ask you that what, if you, I, I, what I you thought about the lineup I, I think it will be I think the defence on on Friday night, they 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 look really good, um, and then obviously, it, it, you know, we won our first game and we won it comfortably. So, do we need to change it? Probably not. Will I do? I, would, would I be surprised if he didn't? If he made a couple of changes, no, because I think he's playing. I think instead of playing the league, he's going to play each team individually, and I, I, I mm-hmm. and he kind of intimated that in his um, in his in his in his pre-match and post-match talks with Sky. It's going to be a tough game. There's definitely a bitter taste Mm -hmm. in my mouth from the way we performed against Leicester in the FA Cup. You know, that performance was... It was probably the worst United performance I've I've seen under Casey. And obviously, by then, you know, Casey, you know, had been off, got the San Diego job. Her head might have been somewhere else... that's my and so opinion. so was everybody else on the pitch that day. Yeah, I, and everyone else, and everyone had yeah, an I mean, game. It, it yeah, was, I it mean, was a bad game. Um, so for me, definitely, I think there was there was there is an, a, a bitter taste in my mouth, and I I obviously want to get revenge. And would I love to beat Leicester away? Hey, six points on the board. You, you can't ask for much more than that. But Leicester will also now want a performance after what happened with them mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, yep. They've strengthened, but 
you know, one of the things about the WSL is, is how quickly you play uh, teams and teams have got ex-players in there. And, and Leicester have got Jess and they've got Abby Matt, um, who will want to prove a point to United that, hey, you shouldn't have let us go. We'll right. keep a clean, Abby Mack, I'll keep a clean sheet here and Jess, well, I'll score the goals. Um, it, it's going to be a definitely tough game. Um, I, I I just want a, I just want the same kind of performance from Friday night. Mm-hmm. That if I get mm-hmm. that, I'll be happy, and the mm-hmm. rest will will um, definitely take care of itself. Uh, again, though, it, it will depend. Uh, for me, I'm going in with the same eleven that he started with, but I won't be surprised if he brings in Millie, for an example, right. or yeah. Jackie, or a Haley Lad, because. You know, we've got like like we've been saying th- throughout this pod. Um, he's got a, a lot of players to bring into a, a starting mm-hmm. eleven, and he has to work it out. And if he's playing each team individually, and one of the things that that uh, United fans talk about is that Hayley Ladd, she's um, you know she's a, that holding midfielder. She's the one who breaks up when the ball gets in. So can you see her being used more away from home, where we might be under the cosh more? Yeah, I can see that. Um, and then not use her as much in home games, or you use her against, you, you know, the big, the big, t- the big teams. It's definitely going to be an interesting game. But performance, and then everything else, hopefully, will take care of itself. So, predicted scoreline, Mark. I'll take a draw. I'll take a one-all draw. One-all draw. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, and that's kind of how I feel about it too. I think a one all is perfect is not a perfect scoreline for United necessarily, but I think that that's probably you know more in tune with what I would expect to happen would be more of a one one. I think there's going to be some changes in the lineup mainly because Leicester plays a different style of play uh, than Reading does. Uh, they're a little bit more forward. They're a little bit more active on the ball, um, and they're going to try to push the for- push the ball forward. They have the players. They think they have the players to do it with. Uh, so there may be some tinkering there, but I think the the bone of the spine of the lineup will still be in place uh, moving forward. And um, so, yeah, I would predict the one, one, at least at least United is on playing Chelsea uh, coming off uh, this match today. Yeah. But, um, the last note, the last question that we, we are on, we're on, we are on the clock though, but your thoughts on Tobin Heath signing for Arsenal. Um, I'm a bit confused by it. If I'm, if I'm completely honest, I'm very confused. I'm very confused. Because depending on what you read, it's either a two-year deal or it's a short-term deal. I don't know what it is. Um, Personally, um, I I think it's it's potentially a good signing for Arsenal, but it depends how long she's here for. If she's only here for six months, they're not going to see her play that often because um, the the American uh, national team, they have a camp every month. So she's going to be playing maybe two games a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll be, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by it, but I think the, I think it's a, it's, um, for Arsenal, it's kind of like a, well, we can compete with the Chelsea and the cities and we can bring in this player. Um, I, I wish her well. I really mm-hmm. do. I wish it would have, she would have stayed at United. Um, but Hey, uh, it, you know, these things happen. It's football. Mm-hmm. With that note, uh, I, I was just completely confused by the whole thing. And and uh, it, it really, to be honest with you, it really bothered me. 
It, it, it really did. And I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it really bothered me that, you know, to get that little additional surprise, you know, um, you know, at the end of the week, uh, last week, I was like, really, come on, really what's going on with this. But bygones be bygones with that. Yeah. You know, I'll talk with, I'll, I'll talk with Josh about, you know, about that, uh, you know, um, and so forth. So thank you so much, Mark, for coming You're on welcome. again today. It was great. Brilliant as always. Thank and you. so forth. Good luck to you and everything with uh, Lester coming up. And, and uh, since you got a ticket holder for both the men's and women's, you got a busy weekend ahead coming up. Yeah. Uh, so good luck with that. Good luck with your thank voice. You. Thank um, you. you know, screaming up and down over the weekend so that'd be good yeah. fun stuff so thank you so much so later on today we're going to have kate making her debut she is manchester city official supporters group as well on the manchester city time time side um and we will be talking about the game against everton and some surprises that came out of that one uh and so forth um and we'll talk to her about that and see what what things she has to say and i believe uh, the same thing that her supporters group does is I think she'll crush it. So um, looking forward to that later on. So catch that later. So for now, enjoy your holiday if you're in the USA or wherever you do celebrate Labor Day at. Uh, and we will catch you later on today. And we're going to catch you on later on the week when we bring on uh, Rob. Talk about Chelsea. He may not be feeling too good right now, particularly around lines people. Uh, and then uh, bring on Josh, who probably is pretty happy. So take care, everybody. Have a good one. Take care. Have a great weekend. See ya.